Listen, lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Ruthie Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best-selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rockstar professionals who are doing it all that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. I am so excited today. I know I say that every episode, I'm so excited, but I really am so excited because I have my second guest here for you today, and she is magnificent. I cannot wait for you to get to know Michelle O'Neill. She has such an amazing story and also what she is doing for the world, for women. It's it's mind-blowing and I can't wait for you to get to know her. So Michelle, welcome. How are you? I am thrilled to be here. Now, I'm always saying I'm thrilled. So um, it's so funny because I always say the exact same thing you do. I am so excited to be here because I am always excited. So I love hearing you say that. And it, you know, we are like sisters. I, I feel like everything we do, like, I mean, we're going to get into that. The things that we were passionate about, like how we help women is just, it's really amazing, which is why I know from the minute we met, like we just kicked it off. Like we just bonded so quickly. I'm going to read just like a couple lines of like your official bio, but I just actually want to hear from you exactly what you do. But I do want our, you know, friends to hear this because mostly because I'm absolutely in love with the name of your company. So Michelle O'Neill, you are the founder of Mastering Your Monday. What an awesome like name. I love it. Um, you're a lifestyle enrichment firm, an author, a speaker, certified life coach, and revisionist. Um, and your business, Mastering Your Monday, was inspired by a desire to help others overcome their personal and professional challenges, both at work and at home. So this is something we share in common completely because we're both here to help highly driven professionals who are just feeling overworked and overstretched and overwhelmed and help them bring balance and control back to their life. So would you now tell me kind of more in your own words, just like how you got here? Um, you know, what brought you here? I know that for me, you are like a woman of just the highest respect and integrity and truly invaluable to your family and community and to our country as you are not only a amazing kick-ass mom and business owner, but you're also a retired veteran. So could you tell us a little bit about your story and what brought you here? Well, where do I start? Actually, it starts when I was nine years old, but I'm not going into that story. But what I must say is my mother is uh, pivotal and, and very um, instrumental in my doing what I'm doing. And one of the reasons I'm here is that I'm here is because it used to bother me to see so many think that they were stuck where they are, that they couldn't see uh, the other side or there was more for them in life. And so um, I really wanted to just show them that there were other possibilities, that there, there was something on the other side. And there's just a thought process. And the way I think, I thought everybody thought like that. But I've learned that since then, that isn't necessarily true. 
And so what my real passion is, is to teach others how to think through, no matter what happens in their lives, how to work through it and get to the other side. And part of that is mastering your Monday. And so a lot of people ask, why did I pick Monday? Well, Monday is the start of what we determine um, as the work week. But even if you look at it, you know, biblically, there were seven days but the real work started on Monday. Sunday we rest, and, and we're saying figuratively days, the seventh day versus the first day. But the thing is you rest, and then you really you start work. And I say we need to master starting all over again every day. How are we going to start? We need to set up our day how we want to start. We need to set up our lives how we want to start. My mom always told me, start as you mean to go on. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So thinking about starting and, you know, starting fresh kind of every, every day. I love that because I think that what women tend to do when we're overachievers and highly driven is that there's this idea of sort of beating ourselves up when a day goes awry, when we're feeling really scattered, when, you know, it just doesn't go like we, we wanted it to do. And so, yes, we're like, yeah, tomorrow's another day, but it's hard sometimes when that buildup of that loss of momentum, when you feel like a few days have gone by and just, you know, you haven't reached the goals or accomplish what you wanted to, how then do you wake up that next day and, and sort of put that behind you and start fresh? Like what is, what are your, is there, are there, is there, is there a practice that you do first thing in the morning or something to, to get us to that place where we're feeling inspired? Girl, I had to put something in my mouth to be quiet. Cause I just wanted to just jump in. But let me tell you, the problem is here's a secret. We don't end the day before. We fail to end the day before. And so we carry all that baggage and mess from the day before into the next day. So the first thing you said, how do we prepare? We end our next, our, our, the, the last day. We end it. We need to end it. So what am I talking about? So maybe just before you go to bed, whatever it is that you need to do to say, this is over. I'm ready to start afresh. Prepare your stuff for the next day, whether it's your clothes, your food or whatever. Prepare for the next day. Take a nice, warm, dark bath if you want to, to prepare yourself to rest for that evening. Do some journaling of gratitude, all the things that you can be thankful for that happened that day, not just to, and then look back over the things that frustrated you that, that day and see how maybe you can approach it differently as you go into the next day. So we have to, uh, we fail to end that day. So we need to end that day just Put a, put a cap on it. And so then when we start, we start a fresh day. And, and the reason behind that is a lot of times we're going to sleep and all that stuff is still on our minds. One of the things I found for me is I can't watch something um, that's really intense on TV at least an hour before I go to bed or be on the computer, social media and all that an hour before I go to bed because my mind is still going by the time I lay down. So you just have to prepare yourself for that night so you can be ready for the next day. Okay. So I am someone who needs very tactical things. And I feel like my audience sometimes does too, because I'm like, okay, I love this idea in theory, 
But what specifically, I know you mentioned journaling. Is that what you do specifically? Do you take out a journal? Are you doing something online? Do you, is it different every night? Like, is there a routine you're going through? What do you do specifically since you're the, like the expert of this? Specifically, Mm -hmm. I'm um, very task oriented. So I love knowing the night before what I want to do the next day. And that's usually based on what I finished that day. I only set up for myself three things that have to be done in order for me to feel that I've won my day. So the first thing I do before I sleep is I, I look at those three things and see where, where did I, I fit on that scale? Did I get all three of them done? And there's something about looking at all three of those things. And if they're checked off, it's like, I can rest. I did what I needed to do today. But if there's one, you have to do a little line through with an error that says, I need to pick this back up tomorrow. Then I'll already go ahead and put that on the one to to, um, the next day. And I'll actually put what the steps were that I didn't complete that day. So I know exactly when I get up the next morning, hey, I need to make sure I finish this so I can throw that off my plate and I can have a sense of accomplishment. So it's all about, I don't call it a to-do list. It's your accomplishment list. What did I accomplish this day? What did I get through this day? And what do I need to accomplish this day? So that's the first thing. And then I'll lay down. I don't necessarily write, but just before I go to sleep, I'll make myself think of what are the good things that happened that because so many things are going on and I'm all over the place that I didn't take the time to take a breath and really enjoy them and live and I'm bask in those moments. So what happened? Oh, I talked to my granddaughter today. Oh, and we talked about this. Well, I am so thrilled that she took the time to, to text me and tell me she loved me. You know, what are those little things that happen that you don't even think about because you're so busy going about your day? So this is your moment to do that. And, and then whatever um, body ritual that you have, like I said, if you want to take a bath, take a bath. For me, one of the things I do all day long is I like to put a candle in my office so that that keeps me um, calm during the day. You know, it's just something that that makes me feel good. And it's so womany, I, I say. I just love that candle burning in my background. So those are the things that I, ta- you know, I literally do. Yeah, the two things that really, really, really stood out to me that I know I'm going to make immediate changes on. One, I'm absolutely in love, and I've heard it before, but I've never changed it. And I'm like, I'm typing as we're talking, as we're talking, just to make this one change. But my to do list, I'm always talking about my to do list. It's called my master to do list, and I have a, a personal master to do list, and a professional. I am changing it to an accomplishment list. I love that. That is like the tiniest change, but to see those positive words, it's so much more motivating. That is, that's like gold. So I'm definitely, I just already did that. I'm switching that up. And in fact, now I'm even like, I think I should be changing that on my, my videos and on my, my course that I changed. I'm just going to make an accomplishment list because that just, it's just so much more positive. And then I love that you said, and you look at the three that I always talking about the top three as well, my top three, but you said, if I don't get to one of them, I just think, well, where am I going to do this tomorrow? There was no thought or sign of, why didn't I get this done? I feel terrible about myself. I'm hitting myself over the head, you know, like feeling bad about it. It was just, well, well, where do I accomplish it tomorrow? So those are two, for me, really powerful, like simple shifts in language or simple shifts in just thought that it 
can completely change like the outcome of your day and the, like the foundation of the next day. That was awesome. Yes. I I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, okay. So another thing, so you and I were chatting before this, like we were having a conversation when, you know, when we were talking about this podcast about some of our experiences with women and the challenges that we face like with the, or we hear them facing and their, their issues. And, you know, a lot of, there was definitely some synergy and overlap in our work. And you were telling me about some of their challenges. And I was telling about some of the challenges I hear. And at some point we're like, this is really just sounds like it's more around boundaries. Like you said that some of the stories, um, that you were hearing and what I was hearing, nobody really comes and says, Oh, Michelle, or oh, Mother, you know, I'm just really challenged with boundaries lately. Like, no one puts that into those words, but it's a discovery that we make as we start digging deeper into their issues, right? If they're feeling really overwhelmed, if they're feeling really exhausted, there's typically something that can tie to boundaries. So, I was wondering if you could share, like, what are the common ways that you hear these issues with boundaries, but those like underlying ways that people say it because they don't just come right, right out and say that it's an issue with boundaries, um, that maybe women aren't identifying that as the issue, but that's really what it is. Like, what do you hear? Frustrated. Mm-hmm. Usually at the bottom of that frustration is something you're allowing to happen that you don't want to happen. So being frustrated, like you said, overwhelmed, um, the feeling of, of being unfulfilled, the feeling of being overcommitted, um, feeling like uh, a lot of times I'm pulled in every direction. Everybody wants a piece of me. Yes. Oh, yeah. I hear that <laughs> a lot. Yep. My bathroom, my bathroom floor moment, you know, all those, all mm-hmm. those have to do with because you're allowing people to do things in your lives. And, and, and I know that sounds harsh, but we will, we really are allowing these things to happen. And I'm not saying boundaries are easy, but it's something that if we want peace of mind, one of the things I always say is I have an equation um, for life, for winning in life. And it's, it's boundaries plus strategies equal win. If you want to win in life, You need to have boundaries with your limits. You can call it boundaries if you want to, but they're limits that you place in your life. And if you have these limits in your life and plus a strategy of how you're going to keep those in place and how you're going to move forward, you win. And then my other equation is the fewer boundaries you have. So that less sign, less sign boundaries equals less peace. No boundaries, no peace. Do you feel pulled in a hundred directions and don't know where to put your attention next? Would you love to get control of all your demands, put up boundaries and create much needed systems to truly take charge of your time and energy? Well, then I would love to give you templates and resources so you stop asking, how do I prioritize when I have a bazillion demands on my plate? Or how do I structure my day? Where do I keep my to-do list? How do I manage all my projects? You can get that and so much more support in my newly overhauled Life in Control program. It's mentoring, it's masterminding, it's training, it's one-to-one coaching and group coaching all in one. You'll learn how to stop wasting brain cells, master distractions, and get more done in less time with less stress than you ever have before. But here's the deal. 
If you're hearing this the week of February 22nd, check this out right now because registration ends this Sunday, February 28th. You can find out all about it at lifeisorganized.com forward slash life in control, which I'll also link below. This is limited to six amazing women, so you get personal attention from me and your soon-to-be besties in the group. As I mentioned, you also get one-to-one coaching with me. There's only a few spots and a few days left, so get on this now. You know the mess you get into when you procrastinate, so don't put this off for another second. Check out Life in Control right now at lifeisorganized.com forward slash life in control, and I cannot wait to see you there. So then what are like one or two really meaningful or valuable steps that every woman could take to strengthen her boundaries? I know they're different. It's different for everybody, but is there some kind of universal like way we can A, maybe even identify it? Is that the issue? And then two, like do something about it? I really think it's all about ownership and responsibility. And when you really realize that you, you have the power and your power lies in your in, in how you allow others to treat you. Boundaries is about your identity, it's about ownership, and it's about responsibility. And you're taking responsibility for your life, you're taking ownership for your life, and you're saying, this is where I end, and you begin. And I'm making the choice on how I let you encroach on my life. Definitely. Well, what if someone has been in that position, right? This is probably most women. I think we, this isn't something that happens to us overnight, right? It's like we've been, this is what the expectations have been and probably not just for months, but for years, right? Whether it's the way we're momming, whether we're parenting, the way that we're being maybe a client or a colleague or, uh, you know, even, even as business owners, you know, like we're letting other people encroach, as you said, on our boundaries. And now this has gone on for a long time. So this is just the expectation. This is just like the way things are, the way it is. How do you like take that first move? Now you're like, okay, I, I really get it. Yes, this is completely impacting my life. I, I, you know, like you said, I'm on the bathroom floor. I'm having those moments. I can't take this anymore. What are those first like one or two steps to, to get out of it or, or to say, okay, I need to put up those stronger boundaries or, you know, things have got to change. All you have to do first. I'm so excited when you said that. Know your non-negotiables. If nothing else, you can start there. There are just some things in your life you will not tolerate. It's like um, at work and you say, you will not call me out of my name. I don't care who you are or what you can do for me, but you will treat me with respect and you will not call me out. That's a non-negotiable. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, you know, whatever it is for you, I'm just saying, I'm just giving an example, but you have non-negotiables in your life. You will not put your hand on me if, if, if it's a boyfriend or whatever, you know, your children, oh, you will not talk back to me. You know, there are non-negotiables in your life that you will not let people do to you. And that's where you start because that's where, that's where you're your firmest and it's easier for you to step up. And it's just like, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, and I think that a lot of 
women, and I'm going to say, I'm totally put myself in this boat in the past of that we lose sight of those. Like, even if it's something you believe, you can still have lost that along the way, right? Like, I mean, you can, you can lose that control. And I think you're almost going to dig deep to find, find those non-negotiables again. Uh, yeah, I think you're totally right. And then start there, but you can even lose, lose those. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a voyage. It's a journey. It's like losing weight. How many times have we uh, sought to lose weight and we fall off and we gain five back yeah. and then we lose four uh-huh. and then we gain two. And you know, that's how boundaries are. We're not going to win on every, every one. But the thing is when you become more aware of the thing that you're eating, that makes you look, uh, gain weight, the thing that's your trigger point. Like for me, I know that sugar, once I start sugar, it's kind of hard to stop. Or once I start pasta, it's kind of hard to stop. So what do I do? I make sure those things aren't in my closet or my cabinet. It's kind of like a potato chip. You can't just eat one. Mm-hmm. So you make sure those things aren't around and you, you pick and choose where you want to be and when you want to put yourself in that situation. And you just be aware that, that, that you may fall, but you can always pick yourself back up. One thing a lot of people think is if they say no or if they say yes one time, they can't say no the next. That's your prerogative. Now, I feel like I should start singing. But anyway, um, that you, have, you have the right to change your boundary. It's yours. Yes. And, and I love I love the idea that you can say no, and then you can say yes, and then you can say no, and then you can say, not that you're flip-flopping, but like, it, yeah, you're right. It's your right, and it depends on what the situation is, and not everything's the same, and not everything's black and white, and and um, you're right. And the I person, that, the, sorry? I was going to say, the person may change. You yes. know, this person, you ever be with a person, and all of a sudden, it's like, ooh, who is this? You know, so a person can change. And, and so then you say, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to accept you treating me like that. So it changes. Yeah. No, I think it's so true. And I, 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 this conversation, I think it's so important and women don't have it enough or, yeah, I don't know. There's just so many other things that we're thinking about and dealing with that it's not the thing that we're talking about enough. And I feel like you, it's, it's one of the most powerful tools that, that's completely inside of us, right? It's completely there and it's ours for the taking. And it's just, it's just life-changing. You know, once you start changing, not just your expectations of yourself and then other people start changing their expectations of you and start respecting you in a different way. And, and then the confidence that it builds, like your own like oh. self-esteem and self-worth and confidence, it just goes like skyrockets. And, and sometimes it's like you're saying, it's the smallest shift. It's like, instead of saying, yes, I just said no, or not now, or maybe later. It's like this small shift in words that could just make you stand four inches taller. You know, it's, it's, it's incredible. And, and there are two points I want to make when you were talking. It made me think of the thing. It's kind of like when you were a kid. Remember when you were a kid and you asked, can you go somewhere? And your parents said yes. Mm-hmm. And then the next time you ask, can I go so-and-so? What you don't know is because they found something out about the parents or the child <laughs> or whatever. And then they say no. And you want to say, but you let me go last time. You know, right. and you don't understand. But we have that right. Even as parents, just because we allowed our child to do something one time 
doesn't mean it's good for them the next time. We learn something each time. So we have that right, even as a parent, to change our mind on what we allow our, our, our kids to do. As a wife, as a mother, everything, we have that right. And a lot of times we we don't realize that or, or we think if we do, we're coming across wishy-washy, but we're not. We are, we're gathering new information, new intel, and you make, that's what they're doing with, with the COVID, um, with the COVID situation, with the pandemic. Every time you hear is something a little different, but it's because they're getting new information and learning new facts and, and things are changing, new variants. So it's the same thing in our lives. Yeah, no, I, along those lines, I totally agree with that, that, um, so 2020, as we know, was probably like is the year of resilience and faith for so many women, right? We've just been through through the ringer, through so much. And sometimes when you're like, oh, you're just feeling like, I'm done. I am done. I am done being the one who's so strong. I'm done being the one who has to take care of everyone's emotions all the time. I'm done. I'm just done, right? But the reality is we're not done and nor do we really want to be, but we do want to break sometimes, right? You're like, I don't actually want to wash my hands of this, but at this moment, like I just, I can't deal with it anymore. So do you think like if we take rest, which is I think a part of putting up your own personal boundaries, right? Is it possible to take that rest and not think that I'm letting everybody else down? Or do we need to accept that I'm going to take that rest or I'm going to put up my own personal boundaries and somebody else or something else is going to, you know, take the, maybe like, let, yeah, let down their expectations or, or let them down, I guess, in some way. Or is it that we can be successful at both? Can we take care of ourselves and take care of others along the way? Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say? Absolutely. And and there are two things that that because I forgot one of them last time. But there are two things that I want to stress here is the fact that um, there's a way of saying no. There's a there's a art to no, and I call it the Fifty Shades of No. But there's actually a way that. When you're telling someone no, you're telling them for, as lack of a better phrase, for their own good. So let's say you ask me uh, to do something for you and I would love to do it or I don't even want to do it. It doesn't matter, but I don't want to let you down. So so I would just say, you know, I really I really would love to do that. But I know right now based on my calendar and this, this is the truth. I would tell the truth. I can't give you the time and dedication that you deserve. I would love to do that. But at this time, I just can't serve you to the best of my capacity. However, if you still need that done, I know someone who could probably help you or we can wait for a later time. I just think you deserve my best and I can't give that to you right now. And, and that's for our, right. And who would ever take that negatively, right? That would just be right. taken with such grace and peace and love. And, uh, yes, I think it's just giving ourselves the time and space to be able to think that through and not react immediately. What? You know, here's your kid. Here's your kid. Mommy, mommy, mommy. I want to play. I want to play. Baby mom's working right now and, and I really have to work because, you know, that's how we can get the food and the sneakers that you want and everything. So why don't you wait here? You can watch the clock. 
I'm off at four o'clock and then I have to do dinner. So let's say seven o'clock is going to be our time. You and I get from seven to seven thirty. How about that? That way we can have fun together and you have my undivided attention, just you and me. What about that? If only I could do that and not say, just stop bothering me right now. Can't you see I'm working? <laughs> like it's so, that was so beautiful. And that's what I'm going to like challenge myself to just, just take a moment. I mean, what did that take you? 10 seconds to say that 15 seconds, you know, it's like taking those few moments to just gather the thoughts and just, just put it like that. You know, it's just being honest. All it is, it's just like honesty. It's like reaching deep in instead of screaming, I'm busy. And just like speaking from your heart, you know, it's completely different outcome. I love it. And you have to be, you have to be willing now. You have to be willing to set that time. It does several things, especially for a younger kid. They get to watch the time. They get to understand time and understand. And and then they know that they have a special time, but you have to keep that special time and you have to dedicate that special time to the, just them, just like you said. So that means the cell phone goes off. That means not watching TV unless you're watching it together, one of their favorite, whatever it is. But, and then you said, I have to cook dinner. So why don't you incorporate them in the dinner somehow? Hey, why don't you set the table while I fix this? And then we can get, you know, I can make sure everything's done sooner. Why don't you load the dishwasher while I rinse them? Whatever. But those are things and those are building relationships as you go along. And it's just teaching them how to wait in life because we don't get instant gratification when you go to your job or whatever. So they're going to have to learn it somewhere. So why don't we be the teachers of that wait, of that patience and waiting or doing things, you know, that way? Ladies, I hope you're listening. Why don't we be the teachers for our children to learn patience? That is so, so great. I love just that perspective on it. Uh, it's just another way of, it's like, I think as parents, sometimes you think you're teaching them like the politeness or the just working well at school or at the, you know, but there are these, there's so many, there's these other lessons that in our day to day, just the way we are handling situations, like teaching patients, like it's almost, it feels like it's not, um, what's the word? Like you can't touch it, you know? So it's like, it feels like, what am I, what am I teaching them? That's such a massive skill in life and relationships and in their careers and their trajectories. And yeah, that's a great one. Let's just teach them the patience. Love it. Listen, lady, I could talk to you for hours. You know that. I, know. I think we already, I think we already did prior to this. And this is amazing. And I know that anyone listening is going to want to just hear more of the Michelle Magnificent. So where can we find you? Where can we find out more about how to connect with you? Uh, let, let us know. I like to make it easy for people. So you can find me at Mastering Your Monday forward slash pathways. I have some gifts there for you and just how to connect with me and, and find out more about me. Cause you don't want to, you know, connect with a person unless you get to know a little bit more about them. And so I'm, I'm open to that. So get to know about me. So masteringyourmonday.com forward slash pathway. Perfect. I will put all the links, you know, below this. You are the best. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and just breaking this down in such a tangible way, but and also just in a way that's just, uh, it's so relatable. I think it's, you know, every woman goes through this in some 
point of her life, if not all the time, feeling this way, they're overstretched and overwhelmed. And, you know, how can we just put up these better boundaries in a way that's really authentic? It's, it's, but it's still confident, you know, and then it's vulnerable yet. It's still like, uh, just, just very, um, powerful. So I think that was so, so helpful. And, and especially the examples you were giving, I think, you know, think through that ladies who are listening to this, like, how can we speak to our children? How do we speak to our colleague? How do we speak to a client? How do we speak to our husbands or partners? You know, there it's just, it's that, that language and just taking that moment or two to just sit with it instead of reacting and, and really putting yourself in a place that, you know, I know, I know this, the whole putting on your oxygen mask thing is like, you know, beaten with like a dead horse. We've said it a thousand times, but it's so true. You know, like how do you really take care of yourself so you can take care of others? So please connect with Michelle. She is amazing. And um, I cannot wait to for you all to discover more on Mastering Your Monday. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. It has been, I, I could keep this conversation going, but I know it's time to stop. I know. Well, hopefully uh, we will keep that conversation going with some amazing listeners. And, um, and on that note, thank you all for listening, for your time, for your consideration. And you know where to find more of this. You can come on over to Productivity on Purpose on all the platforms. And uh, I will catch you next time. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. <laughs>